reaching Israel and the world. Welcome today, beloved ones. Honey, why don't you just greet our viewers today? Oh, praise the Lord. It's great to have you here with us. God has a great word. And so I'm looking forward to everything God's got in store for our viewers today. Amen. We've got a brand new series that we're beginning today, Apostolic Prayer Season 4. I'm going to go right into the book of Colossians. But I want to just share a little nugget with you before we go into the teaching today. When Cynthia Marjorie were in, uh, and I were in Israel recently, one of the things that really uh, struck me as I was studying the Torah there is how important it is to lead a life of being thankful and joyful yes. for all the things the Lord has done yes. for us. You know, we say in Hebrew, Baruch Hashem, which means bless the name of the Lord. And whatever we're going through, we have to believe that He has a good purpose for us and be thankful every moment of every single day. Beloved, if you'll just do that one thing, I'm telling you, it's going to catapult your relationship with God. Now, before we get into God's Word today, I want to just take an opportunity to lift our hearts together to Father. Father, we just pray that you'd open our hearts to receive your love. Father, we realize that everything is by your grace and everything is by your power. So we ask you to direct our hearts now into your love in the name of King Jesus. Amen and amen. I want to continue our study today in apostolic prayers by staying in the first chapter of the book of Colossians. Some of you have heard me preach from the book of Colossians chapter one in other settings, but there's such rich revelation of God's truth for us in this prayer that Paul prayed in Colossians one. I feel inspired and I feel the, the need to stay here today. So we're gonna be looking, we're gonna start with verse number nine of chapter one, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Hear, beloved child of his, his word for you today. Beginning once again in verse number nine. Paul is praying. Who is Paul, I should say? Who is Paul before we even say that he's praying? Paul is a Jewish Pharisee. At the end of Paul's life, Paul stood before those that wanted to see him judged for his faith in Yeshua. And Paul defended himself and he said, I have the same faith that you have. He said, I am a Pharisee, he said, the son of Pharisees. Paul was a Jew from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet that had found that Yeshua HaMashiach was Hashem's, was the Lord's revelation of himself to the earth, God's son. With that being said, verse number nine, for this reason, Shaul or Paul said, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. One of the things that challenges me right away, beloved ones, as I read just the first part of that verse, is how so much of Paul, we call him in Hebrew, Shaul. Well, let me, I'm just taking a sidestep here. In Hebrew, Paul was known as Shaul. We say that in English, Saul. But he also had a Greek name, and his Greek name was Paul. And since he was predominantly ministering to Gentiles, he was using his Greek name. But what strikes me about Shaul, what strikes me here about Paul's prayer life, is that he spent so much time, listen to this, praying for other people. I don't know about you, but if I examine my prayer life, I have to say, you know what? In the light of your word, in the light of comparing myself to Shaul, to Paul, I don't spend so much time oftentimes praying for other people. Listen to what he said again. 
For this reason, Paul said, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. What about you? Does that challenge you? I think most of us are still selfish in our orientation. It's not that we don't pray for other people. I know that I pray for other people, especially if I read someone says, pray for me. I stop, I lift that person up. I pray for the people that I'm responsible to shepherd. I pray for the people that I'm ministering to. Don't misunderstand. I care and I pray, just like most of you do. But yet when I'm alone, how much of my time is really spent, listen now, praying for the church to come forth. And so I think this is a challenge to us all that God wants our prayer life not just to be centered on our own needs, which is the natural, but he wants us to go beyond our own boundaries, beyond our own ego boundaries, and he wants us to focus on the needs of others. And so once again, we were challenged here by Paul that was an individual that had been formed by the Lord that for you and I to walk in the love of Christ Jesus, we have to look out, the scripture says, not just for our own interest, but we need to force ourselves to go to that next level and pray for the interest of others, especially for the church at large. We just pray right now, Father God, that you would glorify yourself in your children on the earth. We pray, Father, for your church to come forth. We pray for your bride to arise, and to enter into the fullness of her destiny. So let's continue on. Paul says, for this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that, let's get it now, what's he asking for? What is Paul praying for? When I say we need to pray for other people, I'm not focusing on just the little things. I'm not talking about just the material things. I'm not talking about the temporal things because most of Paul's laboring and prayer for others was not for just little temporal things in life, not that those are not important and need to be prayed for, but he was focused on the bigger picture. So what does he pray for? He said that you would be filled, verse number nine, I've not ceased to pray for you and to ask, here we go, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I want you to get that. Paul prays, his focus, this whole prayer was focused on God's people being strengthened that they could have the revelation to understand God's will. In other words, we need a breakthrough, friends. You and I need a breakthrough in our minds and in our hearts to stop seeing in the natural. Even those of us that are entrenched in the church, so many are walking in the natural. Everything that we're seeing, we might be giving it religious titles, religious labels, but you know what? At the end of the day, we're still seeing predominantly so many of us in the natural. We're seeing according to the flesh. We're not seeing according to the spirit. I remember visiting Peru years ago and I went to a museum there and this museum was all about Jesus. And they had, I don't know how many Jesuses, they had big statues of Jesus. They had a Jesus for everything, every shade of skin color that you could imagine. A Jesus for this, a Jesus for this, a Jesus for this. And this Jesus was all in the images of these statues. And I'm bringing that up because you know what? I think you and I today need to break out of the limitations of our mind to stop seeing Jesus predominantly in the flesh and to see him in the spirit. You see, Jesus is God clothed in humanity. Listen to what I'm saying again. 
If you and I just simply see Jesus as a flesh, you know, a human being on the cross, and that's as far as our vision goes, we're missing it. Yes, God came down to earth, clothed himself in humanity, and died on the cross in the flesh. But listen, God existed, Jesus existed, the Son of God existed before he was clothed in the flesh. We need to know him predominantly, beloved, in the spirit. Yeshua said, if we're going to worship the Father, we must worship him, listen now, in spirit and in truth. And too many of us are bound to the earth. We're bound to the flesh. We're bound to what we see with our eyes. And God wants to take us out of this realm into the realm of the spiritual and into the realm, beloved one, of the supernatural. One of the more dramatic salvations we witnessed was of a man who was the town thief. In fact, the way he would operate is he would befriend people and once the people trusted him without their knowing it, he would steal from them. He was even stealing from the churches. Yeah, this young man is a commander of all thieves in the town. He has been a thief for a long time. He has been stealing from uh, many people, motorbikes, shops, He's saying people didn't know that he is a thief. He was pretending because he has good ways of living with people, but they didn't know what kind of a person he was. Last night, he received the word from Rabbi, and the whole of the night he never slept. He called me today in the morning around 6, telling me he wanted to receive Jesus Christ. It was really amazing to see somebody be so vulnerable in front of an entire community of people to share his secret sin and to see the power of Jesus Christ's gospel so transform a person's life. I stole from the church this week and I felt convicted after hearing Rabbi preach the word of God. Yesterday, I was a thief, but today, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Is God blessing your life through the teaching of Rabbi Schneider? Why not become a part in sending him around the world as God brings salvation, healing, and deliverance through television and on-the-ground outreaches? Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. As a thank you for your monthly support, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs. In Pursuit of Him, an intimate view of Rabbi's life journey. It was worth it. The amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider and Crusades Behind the Scenes, a partner-exclusive look as Rabbi ministers around the world. Become a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Begin your monthly partnership today. So listen once again what Paul prays. He says, verse number 9, Colossians 1, We have not ceased to pray for you, that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding. You know, it's interesting here that when Paul says, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding, it's interesting because Yeshua is personified oftentimes in scripture, especially in the Tanakh and the Hebrew Bible, as wisdom personified. In other words, in the book of Proverbs, 
Yeshua is personified as wisdom. He is wisdom. The scripture says that Christ Jesus has been made unto you and I wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Wisdom, beloved, is the ability to know what to do in the spirit, listen now, with all the dynamics that we face in life. Wisdom helps us to regulate our feelings. Wisdom helps us to regulate all the different demands, all the different possibilities, all the different ways we could go. Wisdom helps us know whether we should love and reach out or whether we should hold back. Wisdom helps us to stay in the path that's balanced and aligned with King Jesus. We need wisdom in our life. One of the things that's unique about our faith as it's rooted in Judaism is that in Judaism, Everything has to flow through wisdom first. Everything is good. Feelings are good. The body's good. Relationship is good. All these things are good. But in order for us to reach a balance where we're walking in, in truth, we need to regulate all the different things that we experience, listen now, by wisdom. And wisdom comes by the power of God and wisdom gives us the insight, listen now, to be able to choose. In other words, we have free choice. So how do we know that we're going to make the free cho uh, right choice? In other words, we have so many different things, listen, even that we could be thinking about. So many things that you could even be focusing on. In other words, when this show is over today, look at the thoughts that are running through your mind. Try to become aware of the thoughts that are running through your mind. You know what? you have an opportunity to choose what you're going to think about. But so oftentimes we just let these thoughts run through our mind. We don't ask where they've come from. We don't ask how we got to that thought. And oftentimes the filter that's in our mind that creates streams of thought has come because we've had some type of trauma or some type of fearful experience in our life. So we have this constant stream of thoughts, sometimes that are fear-driven and, and anxiety-driven, and, and it just pushes us in life. But when you have self-awareness and wisdom, you can begin to pay attention to your thoughts, look to the Lord, and He'll give you the wisdom and the power to change the trajectory of your thoughts so you can focus on what is good and move forward in His will and into deeper spiritual space, into the fullness of the Spirit. So once again, that you might be filled, Paul said, with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Again, it's important to understand, I'm speaking especially now to ladies, but to men as well. I'm speaking especially to you beautiful women of God now. Very important. When Paul begins his prayer, he begins because he wants to be, uh, see us complete in Messiah. He wants to see us complete in Christ. And notice what he begins to pray. Once again, it's redundant, but I'm making a point. He wants us to be filled with not the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, if you think about what he just prayed, he prayed that we'd be filled with, number one, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Isn't that what he says? He says, I need you, Paul says, I'm praying for you so that you can emerge as the person that God has destined you to be. I'm praying for you that above all else, you will have, listen, wisdom and understanding. Why am I stressing this? Because oftentimes people are led not by wisdom and understanding, but they're led by their impulses, listen now, and by their feelings. And this is one of the things that the Lord had to teach me in my life. 
not to be led by my feelings. You see, wisdom is in the mind, right? Wisdom is from the realm of intellect. And so what God is saying here, especially now I'm speaking to, to the ladies that really have great capacity for feeling. Women have a capacity to be sensitive so oftentimes in ways that men are not so sensitive. You see, the gift of femininity is, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. But we have to temper, listen now, our feelings, and we have to temper our sensitivity, listen now, with wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge of His will. You see, that's our crown, to walk in, in the knowledge of His will so that when all these things bombard us, when we have all these feelings, when we have all these impulses, when we have all these options about where to go, what to do, what to say, how to think, we have the wisdom and the understanding, listen now, church, to choose the right way. It's deep. We oftentimes, we're just on the surface. We're not going deep. But if we want to start going deeper, we, we need to start looking at the space that we're living in individually. What do you think about every day? Because that's where, that's where our relationship with God is really going to be experienced. It's going to begin in our thought life, right? We have the power, listen now, to choose our thoughts. And it may not be something that all at once you'll be able to go from being sad to being happy, but you can begin to pay attention. What am I thinking about? What's making me sad? Where is this coming from? And then what you know what you do? When you begin to become conscious of your thoughts, you pray to Hashem. You pray to God. You talk to Him. You keep talking to God. Listen to me. Don't ever stop talking to God. Keep talking to God. Sometimes people say, well, I'm going to talk to God and then I'm going to be silent and I'm going to just wait to see what he says. And some of you have been like me. You've tried that. You've tried talking to God. Then you say, okay, I'm going to be silent now and see what he says. Oftentimes, after I talk and then I'm silent, I don't hear him saying anything. But you know what I found? Is that when I keep talking to God, listen now, he talks to me as I'm talking to him. In other words, I don't have to talk and then stop and wait. As I'm talking, he's actually very subtly giving me understanding and giving me revelation, but you and I have to be aware to pick up the nuances and the divine intuition and perspectives that God is speaking to us by through his Holy Spirit. And so Paul begins this prayer in the book of Colossians chapter one, once again by praying that we would be filled filled. And this is a constant thing. We're not just filled once. It's a continual filling because you know what? Life is always going forward. It never stays where it is. And we can never go back to where it was because life is just not that way. It's constantly rolling out, moving, newness, newness, newness. So this filling that Paul is speaking of, it goes on forever. We're continually relying on Hashem, beloved one, to be filled with all knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So I just want to encourage you, let's rise out of where we've been. Let's stop looking at God and Jesus in the natural. Let's understand that God is a spirit, that God manifested himself in the flesh, but he's above all spirit. And we need to begin to look to him that way with wisdom and understanding. What a great teaching today. 
really gets down to some deep levels that we have to take a look at ourselves and, and see. Uh, what I was struck by is, you know, what are my impulses? What are the impulses that aren't necessarily of the Lord? I might be walking with the Lord and be a Christian for many years, but what are my impulses that are driven by past experiences and, and uh, how I've been brought up in the past of how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to say, and what I'm supposed to do. And Rabbi, I just love how you brought forth that we need to stop and say, you know what? God has a wisdom of how to walk. God has a new way that's spirit-filled and not just a fleshly impulse of how I'm supposed to react to my environment, but to use that wisdom that's fresh, mm -hmm. you know, that freshness of the spirit of the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, Cynthia, I think a lot of us struggle with that we have too much pride or too much fear to really be willing to take a look at ourselves. And so because we're not really willing to examine ourselves, we're not able to get to the deep place where a real transformation can take place. You know, we have to become aware of the thoughts that we're thinking and be willing to recognize what thoughts need to be changed. Yeah. And we need to become aware, like you're saying, honey, of our, our, our impulses and desires and motivations and be willing to admit when we're wrong and be willing to look to Hashem, to look to God, to be yeah. changed. Yeah. But I think that so many of us, for reasons, again, of fear and pride, insecurity, uh, lack of, you know, lack of security. They're not really able to go to a deep place because they're not really willing to self-examine. Mm, yes, self-examination. It can be a scary thing, mm -hmm. and it, it, it is something that we have to face the fear mm. in order to self-examine and let the Holy Spirit shine on those places that He wants to change so that he, we can be more and more transformed on the inside to be more like Yeshua Jesus, transformed mm -hmm. that our, our new impulses will be spirit impulses. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of the things that we find in Judaism is that light comes out of darkness. You know, when you look even at the story of creation, you see that before there was light, there was darkness. The yeah. Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the deep and all, you, all that was there was the darkness. But God brought out of that darkness mm. light. And the same thing is true in our lives. Mm. When we're willing to examine ourselves, it might be scary. You know, we may see evil. Right. We may have to admit this needs to be changed. Right. We may see the darkness. But if we're willing to humble ourselves and let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do, from that darkness, yes. He'll bring forth light. Yes, amen, amen. No, no more following the, the ways of the world, but mm. finding a new way to walk, to, to walk in the wisdom and the knowledge of God mm -hmm. instead of the, wi the wisdom and knowledge of man mm -hmm. that's led us astray. Amen. You know, the scripture says, if we'll examine ourselves, then we won't need to come under God's discipline. And so I want to just encourage us all to really practice being self-aware, to having a self-consciousness by the Holy Spirit, yes. that we can begin to pay attention to our thoughts, that we can be able to pay attention to our motives, and that we will continually be talking to Hashem, which is just a Hebrew way to say God. And as we do, He's going to transform us mm. and change us, and we're going to know, beloved, His joy in deep places. Amen. We focused a lot in today's program on walking in wisdom, and wisdom affects so many areas in our life. One of the ways that we should be affected by wisdom is in the area of our finances. The truth is, beloved, when we honor the Lord with our finances, what we're actually doing is putting God first in our lives. It really is 
foolishness to not honor God with our finances. The Lord actually promised a blessing in the book of Malachi that when we honor him with our first fruits, with our finances, he releases a blessing from heaven. And when we don't honor the Lord with our finances, that's a lack of wisdom, practically speaking, because what we're doing by not honoring the Lord with our finances is really closing our heart to honor him and trust him the way he should be honored and trusted. I want to encourage you today. If you're being blessed by this ministry, if you believe discovering the Jewish Jesus is a ministry of the Lord, I want to ask you to open your heart and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. If God is directing you to present an offering to him through this ministry, beloved, just be obedient and do it. You'll be blessed and the wiser for it. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh, Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, as beloved child, to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Our lives today are full of distractions. Next week, learn how to disconnect from the world to enter into a greater awareness of God's presence.